0: Hey, 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 peeps. So full disclosure, I literally just got out of the shower and I'm still in my robe. I had an idea in the shower. I was like, I've got to get out of the shower. I've got a podcast. (laughs) It's like eight o'clock at night. I genuinely, this happens so many times. I wish I could. I think I've said this before on this podcast, but it's like ideas come to me usually when I'm working out, um, sometimes in the shower, but it's always, I just feel like the most inconvenient times. It's like the times where I just, I I don't have a pen and paper. I can't write it down. So if someone were to look at my phone, they would genuinely think Annie Mayfield is like my significant other or, like my best friend or my mom or like that person you know that you text all the time like that is what someone would think when they looked at my phone because Annie Mayfield is literally a pinned conversation in my iMessages because I text myself so much and that's how I keep track of my ideas As I genuinely like when I have an idea if I'm on the elliptical or stair stepper when I'm running yes I understand that this might not be the best situation when I'm running on the road but like when I'm running I'm just like oh I gotta text myself this an amazing idea thank you god for that idea um I don't know but I had this one in the shower and I didn't couldn't text myself in the shower so I had to get out and do this but this I don't even know what it is it's like when I get this these ideas I just I just kind of speak them in here. So you always get the rough, rough draft. I apologize. If you want something a little sharper, feel free to read my books. Those are like edited a thousand times. This podcast is like straight out of the the rough works. Is that a phrase? I don't know. But like just straight out of the gutter, the best I can do with what I've got at the moment. I'm like filtering through my ideas with you all. So this is a rough draft. But I got this, just this, this kept coming to me when I was in the shower and it was something my dad used to tell me. And it was when we were growing up and, you know, my dad taught us how to drive and he would always say, he was like, you know, Atlanta is, some think it's the worst place to learn how to drive and some think it's the best. It depends on how you look at it because some people think it's the worst place to drive it has more traffic than any other city in the world it's just wreck after wreck after wreck like it's the worst place to learn how to drive you need to go to Bainbridge Georgia aka where my mom grew up town of like two people where there's two lane roads and everything is like under 15 miles an hour like that's the best place to drive Atlanta's the worst but you could also think of it as like it's the best place to learn how to drive because you have every single potential danger thrown at you in training so you become a really dang good driver you know when you go to the small bumpkinsville towns you don't have people speed racing next to you on like four lanes of you know traffic hitting at you the same way you don't have the potential of like you know all these as many potentials as all these wrecks and major highways and all this stuff and like 80 mile per hour speed limits and all this stuff. So it could be the worst place to learn. It could be the best. It all depends on how you see it. How you see it. And that's what hit me in the shower. I was like, oh my God. How am I, how am I seeing things? The situation can be the same. Atlanta's still the same. Whether or not you think it's a good place to learn how to drive, it depends on how you see it. Okay, my life right now. There's a lot of things in my life right now that I'm not totally stoked about. I'm not totally ecstatic about. In fact, I'm quite disappointed with. There's a lot of things in my life right now I'm really excited about. I'm really freaking happy about. How am I seeing it? When you walk through the forest, do you see the shade from the trees or do you see the light peeking in? What do you put the emphasis on? what do you put the emphasis on? That just keeps like coming at me over and over again. How do you see it? And here's the thing, for what it's worth. I think there's a lot of us out there right now that feel like, one, we're disconnected. We are digitally more connected than ever. But And I've said this before, I will say I I believe in social media. I think it's an amazing tool, but like a hammer, it can stub a toe, it can build a house, it can destruct, it can construct. How you use it is how it will be leveraged as a tool or a weapon. However... I think social media has given a lot of people the easy way out of making connection. We have tricked our minds into thinking that we are building connection with people when really all we're doing is swapping likes back and forth on a platform with strangers that we don't know. The most connected I felt to my life recently was the two weeks I took off of social media about two weeks ago is that sad? I mean, truly, it's okay to say, like, I, I am owning up to that. That is really sad. The most connected I felt to my family, the most connected I felt to my work, the most connected I felt to my prayers, to God, to my, to just my inner dialogue, to my thoughts, to my spirit, the most connected I felt to that was when I got my face Out of Instagram, my face out of Facebook, and my face into the book, into the Bible, into the Word, into connection with my family, with friends. I actually picked up the phone and called people because for some reason, when I stopped getting on Instagram and, and Facebook, and I don't have a TikTok, but like, I actually was like, wow, you know. How cool would it be if I just called someone instead of texted them? Like crazy things happening. And what I'm afraid it's doing is it's making us look at our life and the things we're going through in such a way that we feel like no one understands. And so we are perceiving our situation in a way that removes us from even trying to seek out connection because we just assume nobody knows what I'm going through. Nobody knows what I'm feeling. Nobody knows what it could possibly feel like to be me. Nobody knows what it feels like to be this lonely. No one knows what it feels like to be this ashamed. No one knows what it feels like to be this upset. No one knows what it feels like to be this jealous. No one knows what it feels like to be this unfulfilled. No one knows what it feels like to be this stressed out, to be this frustrated, to be this concerned, to be this unaware, to feel this stupid, to feel this isolated, to feel this worthless. No one knows what it feels like. That is how I feel like we are seeing the situations in our lives. I feel like What we, the story we are telling ourselves is everybody else's life is so much better than my own. Because all we consume all the time are the highlight reels of everyone else's life. We consume snapshots of people's lives, not the entire story. So we compare our behind the scenes to their highlight reel. And all of a sudden, when we're going through emotions that we don't know how to process, we don't reach out to anyone because we think that. No one could possibly understand what we're going through because everyone else's life is so much better. There's no possible way anyone knows what this loneliness feels like. Something must be wrong with me. And so we tell ourselves this story and we look at our lives in this way that separates us from connection because we're afraid that the problem is not the world. The problem is with us, that we are uniquely messed up, that we are uniquely broken. And what I'm trying to tell myself, because I've struggled with this a lot recently Feelings of unfulfillment, feelings of unsatisfaction, feelings of complacency, feelings of loneliness, feelings of disconnection. Like, these are all things I've, I've been struggling with. Feelings of, like, I'm never going to get to where I want to be professionally, where I want to be spiritually, where I want to be mentally, emotionally, in, in relationships. And what I realize is how I'm seeing my situation, is that no one understands what I'm going through. And so I've refused to reach out to people to talk about it because I just assume that they had no idea that I'm so uniquely broken that for some reason, even though there's been hundreds and thousands of years of human existence, I'm the one human that's felt these things. So no one must possibly know what I'm feeling. And I'm here to tell you, I'm here to tell myself, there's another way to see it. You can look at Atlanta as being the worst place to learn how to drive or the best. There's another way to see it. Say that to yourself. There is another way to see it. If I am a human going through this human experience and I'm feeling these things, I guarantee you, That there is another human at some point in the thousands of years of human existence that have felt the same way. Which means that the likelihood of there being another human in this world right now as I'm living that's feeling the same way is pretty high. Which means there's probably a human I know that's feeling somewhat very similarly. Because loneliness, exhaustion, unfulfillment, unsatisfaction, none of this stuff is new. If you're not faithful and don't read the Bible, go read any biography. Go read any autobiography. These things are not new. There's another way to see it. Maybe the very same emotions that we feel like completely separate us from the means of any human connection are the very things that God's trying to use to get you to connect with other people through. Maybe you're feeling this way because God needs you to connect with other people through ways that aren't your highlight reel on your social media, through ways that aren't on your Instagram story or your Facebook story or your TikTok reel or whatever. Maybe God needs you to say, Hey, I'm feeling lonely. Have you felt that way before? To someone in real time, to connect on that level, go deeper in real time. How are you seeing it? How are you seeing your situation? And if there's anything you get from this quick podcast episode, I just hope it's that you understand you are not alone. Those feelings you feel, good or bad, there has been someone who's felt that way before. And I guarantee you, those people that have felt that way before, they're closer than you think. They're closer than you think in your circle. And you can reach out to them. You can talk to them. There's another way to see your situation. How are you seeing it? How are you seeing it? I don't know who, who this is for, but I just feel very strongly right now to say, this isn't the end, whatever you're feeling, whatever you're going through. This isn't the end. I want to read... This was not planned. But I'm going do it anyways. A few weeks ago, I was feeling very lost. Um, I don't know if you've ever felt this way. Just career-wise, profession-wise, purpose-wise... If there's something you must know about me, hopefully you know this by now, but like I'm very purpose driven. If I don't see an opportunity aligning with my spirit and why I feel like I'm called to be here on this earth, I'm not taking it. And there are some things in my life where maybe I felt this way about an opportunity before, but I don't anymore. And I just have been very frustrated. Maybe you felt that way before. Maybe what was once this amazing job opportunity that you took and you were so excited about five years later is now this this prison you feel like you're stuck in. Maybe this relationship that started out incredible. Sorry, someone called me. Um. <laughs> anyways. Maybe this relationship you once thought was so amazing, so exciting, so God-centered seven years later, you know, it's, you just, you're holding on to what once was and you don't know if you're being called to step out of that relationship or continue to fight for it because of what it once was, right? That's how I've been feeling about a lot of different areas in my life. And the truth is you never really know, (laughs) like you never really know. It's like, well, maybe, maybe the right move is to leave this job. Maybe the right move is to stay and I could do a whole other podcast on moving on a maybe. That's what I would call it. Moving on a maybe. Anyways, feeling very frustrated in the different capacities for a while, and I wrote myself this quick letter, and I just, I want you, I want you to hear it. I wrote it on July 17th, so like very recent, and I always write myself in third person. Does that sound crazy? Maybe, but I highly recommend it. Takes a lot of the subjectivity out of things. So I wrote, Annie, this is the beginning. The start of something oh so great. God does not write endings, just continuous new beginnings. Let him blow your mind. Show him your hands, both of them. The good, the bad, the disappointing, the shameful, the scared, the proud, the work in progress. He's here. God's got his hand on you. I love you. Do what you need to do. Just include God in it. All my love, Annie. If you don't write letters to yourself that just say, I love you, what you doing, honey? I'm serious. Write yourself a love letter. It is so, so important. I I started writing myself love letters when I was like 12. It's so cool now. I can go back to like, since I was 12, I have all these letters I wrote myself. Just, it's funny. Like when I was 12, it was like, I'm proud of you for doing the dishes. I'm proud of you for making your (laughs) bed. But I'm serious. It's just, it's this great way to cultivate self-love. I can do a whole podcast episode on ways to cultivate self-love. But but the point of that letter, you guys, is just to remember, God does not write endings. He he doesn't use periods. He uses commas. He uses semicolons. He does not do periods. He is constantly writing new beginnings every moment. I would say every day, but I think it's smaller than that. I think every moment is an opportunity to continue to write your story, to allow God to write through you. He doesn't write endings. And I don't know who needed to hear that. But if it was for you, that one person that I just felt that He doesn't write endings. This is not the end. How are you seeing it? Are you seeing it as an ending? Are you seeing this failed relationship as an ending? Are you seeing leaving that job as an ending? Are you seeing having to move across the country as an ending? Are you seeing having to go to that new school as an ending? Are you seeing having to apply for all these scholarships because you can't afford college as an ending? Or are you seeing it as this new beginning, this new chance to see things in a new way, this new chance for God to build through you in a way he's never done before and build a foundation in you that he wouldn't have been able to build if you didn't go through this exact thing you're calling an ending which is really just God writing a new beginning I love you I believe in you I'm sending you love